One day after the dramatic 38-37 come-from-behind win for the Huskies over the Regina Rams, Tom and Dallas are back with another episode of Outsider Radio. Today we'll recap the big win, uh, take a look at all the positives, a few of the things that we'll perhaps need to uh, improve a little bit as we embark on the playoffs for the, what is that, 16th straight year, Dallas? 16th straight straight year uh, with with a trip to uh, Calgary. Uh, First of all, last night, for people that didn't get a chance to uh, watch the webcast or listen to the game, uh, very exciting game. Huskies uh, were down 23 points at one point in time in the third quarter and uh, uh, really got things rolling on offense. Uh, you could also see that our opponent was uh, getting uh, timid and perhaps a little scared, which a little surprising when they really didn't have much to play for other than uh, avoiding a, a winless season. And uh, the Huskies uh, pulled it out in dramatic fashion inside the last minute uh, with a Jarvis James touchdown. It was a great win. Uh, it was uh, Obviously, an important win for the team, and uh, you could tell uh, by the uh, the reaction to the players on the field. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, they had to win to get in, and um, they did just that, just uh, you know, by the uh, the skin of their teeth. But hey. Yeah, that that's what counts, and um, uh, you know it wasn't uh, the prettiest thing. And the the <laughs> a lot of the players acknowledged that after the game on uh, Twitter and Instagram and whatnot. And uh, uh, hey, uh, it, it uh, they did what they had to do in the fourth quarter. Too bad they couldn't do it throughout the whole game. But uh, you know that just uh, what that's what we've seen from them all season long. And um, um, now we're just waiting for the final score to come in from Calgary. But um, by the looks of things. Uh, that one is in the bag. So Huskies are heading to Calgary next week, and uh, they got a pretty tough task ahead of them. May as well just do a quick stats rundown before we continue the discussion about the game. Uh, first downs, uh, Saskatchewan had 32 to Regina's 27. Uh, fairly, much more balanced on the offense this week, too. Uh, 16 through the air, 12 on the ground, 4 via penalty. 581 yards total offense uh, to 512 for Regina. Uh, 422 yards passing for uh, Kyle Siemens. Uh, percentage wasn't as uh, as good as it was the previous week. Yeah, he struggled a little bit in the first half. He was, uh, I think, uh, I believe it was 8 of 18 in the first half. But anyways, he finished with uh, 422 yards uh, 20, on 23 of 41. 10.3 yards per, uh, per attempt, which is outstanding. Uh, sacked only once. No interceptions again. Probably the key number he's had... Uh, what has he had? One intercept. Did he have an interception against UBC? One against UBC. One against Calgary. So he's he's had two in his in his uh, two plus games that he's played uh, on the ground. As we said, uh, and again, remember uh, Tyler Chow out. Uh, Jarvis James taking the bulk of the carries. We had 159 yards on the ground. Uh, Andre Lalonde, when he saw the field, he also made some very good contributions, both on the ground and uh, in the receiving game. We rushed 25 times for a nice 6.4-yard average. Uh, Contrast that with Regina, their outstanding tailback, Atlee Simon. Uh, while they had 197 yards on the ground, their team did. They only averaged 4.9 yards on the ground, so we were a yard and a half better per carry. Uh... Penalties, uh, Huskies' uh, discipline play showed up. Uh, we had half as many penalty yards as the Rams. Uh, two very key fumbles, uh, and we'll talk more about those shortly. Uh, time of possession uh, was uh, 27 uh, minutes and 16 seconds for the Huskies, so the Rams uh, dominated or, well, won that battle. Uh, again, Kyle Siemens, 23 of 41. Jarvis James, 15 carries for 96 yards. Kyle Siemens, 7 for 52. Andre Lalonde, 3 for 11. All three of those uh, players each had a rushing touchdown. And then receiving the uh, the player, we'll probably spend a, a good deal of time talking about uh, in a few moments, uh, Mitch Hillis, 10 receptions for 178 yards. 
Yol Piak, we saw him back. He had one, uh, one in particular big reception, but three uh, receptions on the night for 71 yards. Julan Lynch, another uh, pretty good game, four receptions, 63 yards. John Trumpy, three for 50. Andre Lalonde, one reception for uh, one big reception for 43 yards, and Jarvis had uh, two for 17. And uh, kicking, Sean Stinger, one of two on field goals, and uh, punting. Uh, 34.7 yard average on seven punts. Uh, kickoffs, Lance Bischutsky averaged nice uh, 24.8 uh, yard average. And the uh, the change we saw in the special teams last night going to the veteran uh, Mitch Hillis returning punts uh, didn't break any real long ones. He had one of 14 yards, but he was very sure-handed back there. Uh, your thoughts on any of the uh, individual performances before we talk more about the game? Well, I mean, it was always pretty solid. Uh, it was pretty solid um, uh in the end, and again in the fourth quarter, uh, when they 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 really started playing desperate. I mean, that's when they started getting sharp, and um, uh, it was it was uh, you know a, a decent showing all all the way around. Um, uh, I was impressed with the defense with our run D. Uh, at first, in the they had a little bit of trouble with Simon, and um, you know they they're letting him get a few runs in the first half. Uh, they really shored that up in the second half, and especially the fourth quarter. Uh, he didn't have much room to run there at all. And um, and I was impressed again with the with the the pass defense. At times, um, for overall, I mean, and, and you're going to go into the into that a little bit here, but uh, um, overall, I when they when they got down uh, when the, the Rams were in scoring position and it forced the Huskies into more of a man-on-man situation. Uh, uh, the 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 athleticism and the and the and the you know the good plays and it, it showed how good of players we have out there um and that you know the the problems that we have are not necessarily uh they can't be pinned on on the on the kids because they're uh uh when they got in the man-to-man situation especially uh they they saved one touchdown there i think it was peyton hall and uh, spencer krieger uh knocked that down and um and and they were you know they they had a few good plays there so uh so yeah overall i was pretty happy uh with what i saw um (laughs) in the end i mean you're always happy i mean uh I think that would have changed quite a bit had we, uh, you know, had the Rams just squeaked out a win there in the end. But, um, um, you know, it it was, uh, there were still quite a few good things that uh, we can point to that uh, um, if they they remain uh, working on those things, then uh, who knows, they might have a uh, half a chance next week. And I should mention some defensive statistics as well. Four four tackles for a loss, including two sacks, one by Donovan Dale. That takes his season total, I believe, up to eight. Just a fantastic season again for Donovan Dale. He's had nothing but uh, uh, success in his three years in CIS. Evan Macbro- young Evan Macabrota with, uh, with a tackle for a loss and a sack. Pardon me. Uh, and uh, Braden Torinsky had a big tackle for a loss. And Dane Bishop, uh, again, he's uh, another good game. Jeff Hughes uh, led the defense with uh, seven tackles. Uh, Vince Greco and Donovan Dale, five and a half each. Lance Bischutsky and Jesse Gordon. Dane Bishop, Ben Whiting, and Braden Torinsky with four and a half each. Uh, maybe just uh, just sort of go back to how the game started. Um, what what I had one thing I really liked was uh, we had two very uh, bad fumbles in bad in that they led directly to scores. Uh, Jarvis James had a had a fumble on the first play from scrimmage uh, and gave Regina a short field quick score, and then uh, a fumble that I thought was probably going to be a dagger when. Uh, uh, 
Kyle Siemens on a QB sneak uh, lost the ball and it was uh, picked up by uh, Stefanovic and returned 107 yards for a touchdown. I thought that might be a game ender. But to the credit of both Jarvis and Kyle, they both bounced back and had fantastic football games. So, you know, perhaps that fired them, fired them each up. I don't know, but they didn't let a big mistake uh, uh, slow them down. They, they, they both, I thought, played uh, good games. Yeah, well, and especially that uh, fumble by um, on the quarterback sneak uh, that uh, uh, was right on the goal line there. Uh, yeah, it was that was unfortunate. And and, and uh, in the in the uh, when when they slowed it down uh, on the replay, uh, that was just uh, Kyle had the ball a little too low. And he was still kind of trying to bring it up and and jump over the pile at the same time. And and the ball, uh, one of his offensive linemen kicked it out of his hands basically and so it was uh, that was just an unfortunate play and you know really no no uh, blame to pin on anyone there uh so yeah absolutely they they bounced back from those uh, unfortunate uh, uh mistakes there and oh and speaking of unfortunate was uh the uh, right at the end of the second half when the uh referees second uh, or second quarter yeah second quarter when they uh the the officials for some reason uh let a play stand that was not whistled in and was whistled down um, when uh, Regina threw a touchdown and um, the the play first of all wasn't whistled in after they went and uh, corrected the uh, uh, timekeeper who uh, completely screwed up on the previous play uh, they didn't whistle it in Regina snapped the ball and then and then after they snapped the ball the whistle blew so the Huskies stood up because when the whistle goes that's the end of the play and so, you know, when the whistle starts, I mean, it wasn't the whistle to start the play because that wouldn't happen. That happened. Yeah, the whistle came in from the sideline. Yeah, yeah. And so the whistle to start the play also includes the uh, the referee winding the clock uh, to start the clock. And that didn't happen. And then they threw it in the end zone and the Huskies were completely unprepared because they whistled the play dead. So why let it stand? I, I don't understand how that could possibly happen. And BT uh, blew a gasket on the sidelines as as he should, because I just I don't get that. Um, and in, in an otherwise great night for the officials. I mean, I think they were pretty solid otherwise, but that one was just confounding. But hey, we're not going to use that as an excuse. Yeah. And, and luckily, it didn't stand as the as the uh, you know deciding factor in the in the game, um, you know. And uh, we're not going to rip apart the Regina uh, refs uh, like uh, so many media figures in Regina and uh, you know fans in uh, the Rams uh, like to do, uh, and, and the uh, the uh, you know Rams and and the other CIS teams like to do, you know, and and like to pin blame on uh, on uh, Saskatoon officiating. And uh, you know, we're not going to use that as a convenient excuse. And uh, and you know as a crutch, uh, that's for the other teams to do. Um, I think that the officiating was pretty good, other than that. But that was uh, a real head scratcher there. Yeah, and, and you know to, to pick up on your point, both lines, including the Regina defensive line, stood up as if the play was over. It was basically just a simple toss and catch to a receiver. Uh, in the end zone, and I, 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 I can't even be certain that that Picton even 
thought the play was live when he tossed it. It was uh, a, a crazy play that, again, the whistle was blown. All they got to do is just huddle up and say that was not a play. I mean, I, I don't know why that happens. Yeah, I hope we hear a little bit more about that on our, our Can West show later this week. But as you said, the, other than that, a pretty good, pretty good night for the officials. And uh, uh, one thing... Uh, uh, so again, we we talk about Jarvis and Kyle. One thing I'll say about Kyle, and we 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 know we 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 we've watched him in practice for a couple of years now. We knew he throws a knew he throws a nice ball. Of course, similar to Picton, uh, short in stature, and you, you know you. I think you always have your worries about a shorter quarterback in terms of uh, balls being batted down, but with uh, you know. St- not getting to see him in games, the one thing we don't get to see is the way he can extend plays with his legs. And that really showed up last night, more than the uh, previous two games. And uh, the thing I particularly liked is not only that, once, he, once he's extended the play and bought himself some time, then he's not in a rush. And there was, uh, he, he, he's not, he hasn't rushed himself. There was one play in particular... <clears throat> where he avoided a, a sack, and then our old lineman came back, picked up a block, play was broken, uh, and then he, had a, he, he took some time, looked down the field, and uh, Julian Lynch, to his credit, uh, found an open spot, and uh, Kyle hit him. Those are the kind of plays that uh, drive opposing teams and fans nuts watching because it's, it's just frustrating seeing a, a quarterback that seems to have those nine lives. We've seen that in years past where we've been facing mobile quarterbacks and it just, I mean, these guys are, it's, you know, smaller guys outrunning guys that are weighing over 300 pounds and it just, it's just irritating to watch and it's fun to, uh, to be able to do that to opponents. We, we, uh, we got a little of that taste of that when we had uh, uh, Jelani uh, Gilbert Norton as our starting quarterback. He didn't have, unfortunately, and he, he was even, even more athletic than, than Kyle. Unfortunately, he didn't have the, uh, the same uh, poise that uh, we see at, and, and, and I guess defense reading skills that we see of Kyle in, in, the, uh, in there at the pivot spot. But uh, it was uh, you know, really fun. There, must, there was a handful of plays that he extended with his legs uh, last night. Just uh, really impressive. What did you think of Kyle's performance? Well, and uh, yeah, we, well, it was pretty apparent that Kyle is vertically challenged when he's standing eye to eye with uh, Darren DuPont at the end of the game. <laughs> Sorry, Darren. Had to, had to get that one in there. But uh, um, yeah, it, it, definitely his poise showed up at the right time in the fourth quarter and um you know he, he i think the, that same uh, uh play you were talking about to julon was when it looked like the pocket was just collapsing around him and that uh, it was a sure sack and he stepped forward and all of a sudden you know you really couldn't see him yeah. but all of a sudden the ball is delivered and and uh like a deadly strike so uh yeah absolutely he's uh he he looked really uh you know uh, he looked like a fifth year veteran out there at times and and then there there was a couple of times when he he looked uh, just like Tyler Chow bouncing out of tackles and uh, and uh, it definitely uh, he wasn't going down for any arm tackles last night. I mean, you, you had to uh, you really get a good grasp on him to bring him down and uh, and he showed his his good elusiveness and speed and uh, and ability to cut too. I mean, so we had uh, basically uh, you know. A, Two running backs on the field at all at all times, and uh, so yeah, that's uh, something we're not used to as Husky fans. But uh, that, that's something I could sure get used to. So uh, yeah, Kyle, keep keep it up, and uh, and maybe that's uh, something that will uh, play in our favor next week against the Dinos because uh, you know they're used to seeing um, you know. Uh, uh, pocket passer in Drew Burko so uh, Kyle Siemens I mean sure he can get it done in the pocket too but um, you know he has that extra element that uh, might help us out and uh, just to uh, finish things up on Jarvis again go back to him he's I believe started two games now 
And both games, uh, he started the game in UBC that we won handily, and then again last night. And uh, fourth-year veteran, he's really showing that, uh, you know what, he can be relied on when we need to, and obviously we need to now with the injury to Tyler Chow. Again, 6.4 6 yards per carry last night. He was well over 100 yards when we when he got the start against the T-Birds. I can't remember his final yards, but it was, a, it was a, an exceptional outing, and uh, uh, good on him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in that uh, uh, UBC game, he, he had... Um about 85 yards on the one one uh, series there so uh you know we know he can get the job done and uh you know he's a fourth year guy and uh uh he's uh, he doesn't run the same way that Chow does uh you know he's not as physical of a runner and um and uh and he likes to bounce it outside a little bit more but that's fine hey as long as you're uh, getting first downs there uh keep going so yeah Jarvis is a, a good weapon and uh and Andre Lalonde as well uh adds a different element uh, that power running element and uh, hopefully we see that mixed into uh, uh, the offense a little bit more um, next week. But um, yeah, hey, if, uh, if Jar- Jarvis is uh, going wild next week, then let him go wild. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, the past defense, how they tightened up as we got near the goal line. I know before we started recording, you uh, you highlighted one player. I'll just mention. I'll start mentioning now Lance Bischutsky, who's uh, seems to have started to settle into that role at cornerback. You'll talk a little bit about his play there, which you liked. One thing I'll say about Lance, we saw in one. Uh, Second down play uh, down in the red zone. He uh, made just a, a very good uh, solo tackle around the three or four yard line that forced uh, Regina into a field goal. It's the little plays like that. That's you know four points there saved in a in what is a one point ball game. But uh, what, what else are your thoughts on on his play? Well, you know, uh, you've often heard that there's a difference between speed and quickness, and we've had lots of speedy, fast players over the years. But uh, it's that quickness, that ability to close quick on the receiver when the when he has the ball, and you, you're seeing that now from Bashutsky that uh, you know he's reading the defense and, or reading the offense, sorry, and then and he's able to close real quick on the receiver that he's uh, that he's covering. And it, you saw that a couple times near the sidelines that it just it, it uh, usually. The that that would be uh, darn near a first down, if not a first down play. Uh, a couple of those swing passes out to the sidelines, and uh, he closed in, and and it was uh, third and long. And 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 he's not only only closing in quick, but he's delivering a hit, and uh, you know, he's really impressed me. And uh, he gives us that uh, that kind of physicality and and that uh, that quickness on the corner that I don't think we've had since Paul Waldo played. So yeah, absolutely, uh, Lance Bashutsky, he's out out there starting for a reason. Should we get into the Mitch Hillis part segment of the show? Uh, what a game he had last night, folks. Uh, uh, I, I hope you're able to watch the webcast because listening to it on the radio doesn't do it justice. Again, the numbers, uh, 10 catches for 178 yards with one touchdown. The impact of his play was even more so than these fantastic stats show. Not only that, he had two long touchdowns called back. One of those was over 50 yards. The other, I think, was around, I don't know, 25 or 30 yards. Um, and uh, he was just too much. Even the, even the Regina announcers on the uh, webcast were just, you know, effusive in their praise of him and then again we meant i mentioned earlier he he returned punts for us last night and uh gave us the sure-handedness back there that we i think we've been looking for for uh all of this all of this season i know i understand there's uh 
there's a risk associated with putting a guy like Mitch back there returning punts, just as there is the risk when you consider putting Tyler Chow back uh, returning kickoffs. Yesterday was a must-win situation, though, so I think it was you know a great move. And uh, uh, you know, just just like I think next week, go ahead and let him let him uh, keep returning those punts. The thing that was that had to have been driving uh, the Regina coaching staff uh, mad last night was the. Uh, his elusiveness after the catch. I mean, they could not, he was making people miss, making, you know, there was one, one play where he had, I think, four, four different tacklers he made miss. He was just uh, impossible, to, uh, impo near impossible to bring down. It's something that's been a calling card of our receivers for as long as I can remember. I don't know that there's a, there, there might, you know, there, there might be at times different teams that may have a, a better set of, uh, of speedier receivers and, 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 you know, hauling in the big catches, but I, I just consistently, year in and year out, these receivers they get the yards after the catch that is it's just impressive every year and they're also uh, good blockers down the field yeah and he's uh he was he was breaking a lot of tackles there but uh, uh yeah i mean a couple of times when they when they swung the pass out to him on on the sidelines uh you're thinking maybe that's uh you know he'll he might get the first down but then he'll uh, step out of bounds instead of stepping out of bounds he stepped back in uh made a couple of moves and all of a sudden he's uh, on his way to the end zone so um you know he's he he has that ability to to uh, surprise the defense and to, to keep them on their toes. And, uh, yeah, he broke a lot of uh, arm tackles last night. And, um, uh, he, I mean, it, it was just not uh, not, not the, a great night for the Regina uh, secondary overall, especially when dealing with Mitch Hillis. But, uh, uh, yeah, he was he was definitely one of my uh, two top uh, uh, players uh, when it comes to the, the Huskies. Uh, uh, my other top player on Husky offense was uh, – on the Rams' defense, and that's Jordy Kambaba, <laughs> giving giving the Huskies uh, all you know all sorts of yardage all night uh, with his pass interference penalties. I mean, and that was awful. I mean, I, after about the second one, I think uh, if I was Mike Gibson, I would have got him out of there. But uh, uh, yeah, he uh, you know he he helped enable that last drive. So uh, thanks, Jordy. <laughs> the He's a different type of receiver than Jade Etienne, but, uh, who was all Canadian force in 2010. But I think he impacts the game in a similar way that Jade does, and that you you specifically, I think, as a defensive coordinator, you got a game plan for this guy. Yeah. And they were last night too, and he, he still finds a way to get his yards. Uh, it's just uh, it was just impressive and fun. He's had a great season. He's well over a thousand yards now, so he leads the conference in in receiving. But I, I think last night was maybe that 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 one special outing uh, performance that we've uh, you know from this year just uh, just incredible um any other players we want to mention well uh you know and uh, i i noticed a couple of times uh the uh, especially on the screen plays that the uh uh o line uh, especially drew degu i noticed him out there a few times um that uh, they were downfield and throwing blocks and and um you know right in front of the 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 running back the whole time so uh hey kudos to them they did they did a pretty good job there and uh, um, you know, I, I kind of like the uh, the five that are out there now. Um, it's uh, uh, they they did a great job, especially in the in the second half. So hey, good job, O line. Absolutely. Uh, just to uh, a few other matters here, we we had a look at. Uh the Rams now, that's their, their 17 years in Canada West. They just they finished the season 0-8. That's the third time they've, been, uh, they've uh, had a winless season. 
and they've had seven losing seasons, and their record now is 60 wins versus 76 losses for a 44% winning percentage. And their winning percentage against the Huskies is is quite, we didn't even look that up, but we know it's quite a bit lower than that. So certainly we've had uh, good success against our provincial rival, which as you touched on last week is important when it comes to uh, things like recruiting. Well, yeah, and then, uh, you know, it doesn't help that uh, the Rams head coach keeps saying, uh, um, you know, things like that this is going to take uh, several years to uh, rebuild and that um, he would rather have junior players than high school players. Uh, hey, that plays right into our hands. And you know what? Uh, you look at uh, things like that are said like that, plus the, the overall record since they've been in the CIS and, um, you know, People, you know, uh, time and time again after the Rams have a little bit of success, uh, which they always seem to have uh, every three or four years, a little bit of uh, success, and they pull into the top two. Uh, they've never finished first, but they, they, you know, they'll pull into the top two there once in a while, and uh, and all of a sudden it's so well. There's two CIS teams in Saskatchewan now. Well, really, is there? Um, you know, it's uh, it sure, sure doesn't look like that to me. And um, hey, you know, if you're a, if you're a recruit out there. Uh, you know, and you're considering both programs. Well, I mean, hey, maybe you're going to have a little bit more playing time down in Regina. Um, maybe not, but um, you know, where's your best chance to win? Uh, where's your best chance to to get a great education and to have the whole package and uh, you know to have uh, more than just uh, you know your mom and dad cheering you on at the games? Well, that's up here in Saskatoon. So uh, hey, yeah, that's the way it goes, um, you know, Rams fans. It's the is the sad reality of. Uh, of having to compete with uh, a couple of uh, very well-established teams. And, um, um, yeah, this 0-8 season is not going to do you any favors uh, in, in the offseason here. They they continued another streak yesterday where they have incredibly round numbers for their attendance. They had 1,100 last night. They had 1,200 their previous game. I know earlier in the year I looked. Uh, every game, their, their, their fan total ends with the number zero. Can you explain that at all? Well, you know... <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a strange phenomenon that happens. Uh, it only happens in Regina, and I believe it happens in yeah. Well, I believe UBC, and, and every once in a while, it happens in Calgary too, um, where the, the, the they they must just like stop people from coming in, and uh, you know, no, we've hit our target, and uh, you know, we're happy with that. Thanks for uh, come and try again next time. That who who knows what it is, but uh, yeah, it's it's very uh, uh, very convenient that only uh, that they have those. Uh, even numbers there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as, as you, you mentioned, like the overall record, there's, we both mentioned it pales in comparison to the Huskies. And just, just to wrap up that part, so they've had three winless seasons. Their high water mark is a 6-2 and two season, which they have achieved twice. So, yeah, it's uh, like you, I think you said it best. Every three or four years, they have a, a team that, that has their 5-3, and 6-2 and two record that, uh, is, you know, where, where they're a dangerous team, but over the long haul, they have not had uh, put consistent results on the field. That's uh, three losing seasons in a row uh, for the Rams, and uh, I believe their entire, st- at least four, four, if not all, their entire O-line, at least four of the starters will be uh, uh, leaving the program to graduation this year. So, um, could be uh, a little bit uh, some lean uh, some more lean years ahead um before we talk about the uh, the playoff situation and the Calgary game i guess you know you so many great things we saw last night but you don't get a uh, 
a 23 point de- into a 23 point hole uh, without there being uh, some problems as well and uh, so certainly we talked about two uh, real key fumbles uh, we talked about the uh, the bad whistle uh, that well, it wasn't a bad whistle. I guess the whistle was right. The, the, the play, play shouldn't have happened. That was a, that was a touchdown as well. But uh, I know last week we we talked about the pass defense, and you mentioned uh, you made a good point. As we get near the goal, as they were, the opponent was getting near the Rams, got near the red zone or in the red zone, we toughened up on D, and uh, the Rams had to settle for field goals three times last night. Whereas last week uh, we talked about it, they had only attempted five field goals all season. Uh, and made three of them. So they equaled their season amount of field goals uh, in last night's game alone. So that's the defense toughening up where it matters. Having said that, we did allow, the defense did allow uh, uh, Noah Picton to complete 26 of 33 pass attempts, which is uh, 79%, which I don't know about you, but if I'd have seen that number before the game, I'd have said we're not winning this game tonight. So uh, we found a way getting, again, very tough in the red zone. But I, you just certainly with the opponent we're going to have up next week, we can't be allowing uh, that high a percentage. Uh, looking back the last three weeks, uh, 65% allowed to UBC the prior week and 76 the Dinos. So we're actually, the, over the last three games, the, the pass defense is, is uh, uh, allowing a completion percentage of 73.5%. So that's uh, one area we're going to have to uh, pick things up uh, to say the least, uh, going into the uh, into the play, going into McMahon Stadium, I think the uh, the other thing that's going to be uh, well, I guess let's just stick with that. Or anything else that you wanted to point out from the from the game that uh, you know the that first half where we where we we dug ourselves a hole. Well, you know, I, I think they were looking to be they they weren't taking the easy stuff. The um, it looked too often like. Um, uh, Siemens was looking downfield instead of, uh, and, and they pointed this out uh, a number of times. Uh, um, at that point, I was listening on the radio, and then and uh, and then when I watched the game again after, the, they pointed that out that it was uh, like there were people open over underneath and um, and and open for first downs. Um, so. Uh, you don't need to go for it all in one shot, and um, and I'm I'm sure that they'll uh, try to tighten that up, um, that uh, and then and then try to get uh, uh, a few of these players a little more involved. Uh, John Trumpy uh, looked like they only were going for him when uh, you know they were going deep, and uh, be nice to get him a little bit more involved because he has such sure hands. Uh, you know, over the middle, and and um, and uh, you know, hopefully, if uh, Tyler Chow comes back, which I think there is a possibility that he may come back for the for the uh, playoff game, that uh, you know they'll they'll have a good rotation of uh, running backs going in there, and and that they'll be a pretty. Uh, um, they'll be pretty balanced uh, as far as their attack goes there, and then um, and defensively, uh, well, hey, let's uh, try to tighten that up. And um, you know, I think they've got the athletes out there to maybe play some press press coverage once once in a while, and and to uh, go man to man. So uh, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I I, I I think I'm really stretching it there, but. Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, there. There were still quite a few things that need to be uh, shored up uh, last night. I mean, they only won by one point, and they were down by twenty three heading into the fourth quarter. So it wasn't, uh, you know, it was. You know, while we're quite happy with the win, um, a lot of stuff to work on there, and um, 
you know, hey, um, hopefully uh, they get a few things figured out and maybe even put in a few new wrinkles. I, you know, I, we've seen that before, uh, and, uh, and this might uh, might just be another 2002 where they go in and beat the uh, unbeatable and uh, and go on a, on a bit of a run here. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I remain hopeful that uh, that they'll make this, uh, a few changes uh, heading into next week. And let's make our field goals too. Yeah. Uh, 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 one thing I, we haven't talked about, we, with, I think it was just under two minutes left, we uh, gambled on third down in the first half unsuccessfully. Uh, and that was the, the resulting possession for Regina was where they came down and, and won, got one, scored the, uh, the controversial uh, touchdown that we discussed earlier. Uh, BT said after the game that you know, that one was on him, that decision. Uh, I kind of, even though it didn't work out for it, I really liked putting the foot to the gas. I, uh, and, I and I'm sure there's a little, especially, you know, uh, it, I, I liked seeing us go for it on third down in their coach. So uh, I, I, I just, like I say, I, I think aggressive football when you're in a sort of a must-win situation like that, I, I really liked it. Uh, should we start talking about the big game next week? So we'll be going to McMahon. Uh, I don't. Do we know if it's on Friday or Saturday? I'm assuming Saturday, uh, but I don't know. I actually think this one's on Friday. Okay, so Friday night game, which we're uh, we're used to, and uh, just talking about the defense, I guess starting from there. I know after the last game, uh, the blackout game against Calgary, where they they just moved the ball at will on us through the air, and we, particularly so frustratingly when they are in first and 20 and second and long situations. And uh, Coach Tower has said that maybe the three-man r- rushing three isn't the answer against that offensive line and, and that quarterback, Andrew Buckley. And so, I, you know, when you talk about trying some things different, uh, I, I expect and hope we'll see something a little different there. One thing I know for sure is we can't get off to the kind of start we've had the last two weeks. If we want to have, uh, you know, we know we're going in as big underdogs. I think... All we can, you know, all I, I can hope for is that we can go into that second half with a chance is what I'd really like to see. And, uh, you know, who knows? Let's see how Calgary responds to that when they've only been challenged really a couple of times in the second half this year. They, and they've responded very well to it. But the playoffs are a different, uh, a different animal. And they got, they got uh, knocked out in the, first, uh, in, the, uh, in the Canada West playoffs last year by Manitoba. So it can happen. Uh, it happened in the Hardy Cup last year. Um, but I, I, I think we need to set a positive tone. And I think we need to get off to a, a good start on offense. Uh, get some points on the board, and then when we get points on the board, we really need our defense to hold and maintain that momentum. But I, I, what are some of the keys to the game you see for next week? Well, I I, I completely agree with you. Um, um, you know, if uh, if we maintain, if we we're able to keep it close, um, hopefully we're uh, we don't start to get fancy and try to you know. Do things that are you know uh, outside of the norms, and and we we keep it close. Um, and <laughs> um, you know I, I'm not going to say we're going to get conservative because I don't expect us to be up, uh, you know, by 20 and mm-hmm. and then uh, and then you know like like we have been in the past, and then uh, take our foot off the gas because uh, you know I don't think the the dinos will allow for that situation to happen. But um, you know if we're able to keep it close, and even if we're you know say down by 10 heading into the fourth quarter. 
quarter. I think we're going to be in a good position. Um, and um, they showed last night that uh, you know the, they, they that this team does have uh, some. You know they they're they're able to to uh, hunker down and get those gutsy wins and or, or you know and, and make those uh, uh, big plays when they need to. So. You know, keep it close. Uh, come out firing, and and, um, and and you know, try to try to protect the ball as much as possible. But when you say come out firing, I mean yeah. you, you, you you're gonna uh, put it put the uh, um, chance for you know an interception or two uh, out there. Hey, well, you know, if if it's deep in the Calgary end, well, okay. Fire away yep. and uh, see what see what happens. Uh, you know, test the waters a little bit uh, coming out of the gate. You know, I you know if if they uh, uh, turn the ball over in the Calgary ten, uh, well, okay, and you know, make the adjustments from that, and then you know, come out strong and come out hard in the second half. Yep. Uh, that's what didn't happen when they were in Calgary last time. Is they uh, uh, they didn't they didn't well, they weren't able to match Calgary's physicality. I don't think. And they weren't able to match their uh, their uh, precision, and and uh, then a couple of uh, of uh, turnovers turnovers later, and then all of a sudden they're they're you know they find themselves down by twenty or thirty points. So uh, yeah, I think that's going to be the key is just to um, kind of match Calgary blow for blow, and uh, and, uh, and try to you know be within. You know, uh, you know, within the game, right at the very end, and uh, things might just play out in their favor. Yeah, and I mentioned about uh, not letting their offense answer right back when we score. I guess the reverse is true too. When they score, uh, we it'd be, we need to be able to establish momentum because we've seen this snowball effect with this offense at Calgary's all year long. When they get it going, they get going. Having said that, part of the reason for that is I think that's when the panic starts to set in with their opponents, Huskies included in these previous games, and that's when the, that's when we start uh, giving them the ball and uh, just can't have that. Uh, I'll just add, again, uh, I said this last night, um, we know we're going in as an underdog dog and uh if we're if if we were to go down i want to see us go down swing and i want to play play aggressive but but aggressive in a smart way and let's 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 play to win uh the, the huskies uh we, this is husky football and it's time to play uh, you know start winning in the playoffs and to do that you can't play uh conservative and worried about uh managing uh how big a loss potentially you could suffer to this team? Uh, who cares? Uh, if you want to win the game, you you you, you know let's let's play to win. Yeah. Um, actually, I guess not much more to say. But it, uh, we we saw Matt Zerniak go down with an injury last night. Uh, we know Tyler Chow is out. But other than that, and you mentioned before we started recording, it seems like we have. Uh, I think our raw, you know, on, on a positive note, I think our roster will be uh, healthier than it was in the previous two games against Calgary. Yeah, I mean, other than uh, we know, yeah, Brian Osman. Um, uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see something of him, but I, I'm not sure if he's um, anywhere near being back. Yeah. Um, Justin Filto, we know, is out. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, uh, like I said, Chow, there is a, ch- a, p- a possibility he might be in there. Uh, they said, uh, you know, if they, if they were playing the Banya Cup this week, he would have been in there for sure. So uh, there's the opportunity he'll be in there. Uh, I don't think he necessarily has to be in there, but uh, <laughs> it would sure be nice. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure if he's if he's anywhere near ready to go, he'll be, he'll be in there starting. So, um, 
yeah, I, they're they're looking pretty good, and uh, you know, all of a sudden their depth at defensive line, uh, which has been a problem all year, is is uh, uh, less of a problem. Looking all right there. Um, their linebacker situation, uh, you know, I like, uh, you know, I and and the, and the rover uh, position as well. You know, I'm liking seeing uh, these these kids in there. I know a lot of uh, we've had a lot of comments on the outsider that you know people don't like seeing the uh, the young kids get a chance when. When we have fourth and fifth year veterans in there, well, hey, that's if the young kids are playing better than the fourth and fifth year veterans, uh, then get them in there. And uh, I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Jesse Gordon and Ben Whiting and and uh, and uh, Taylor Hall. They're, these are good players, and uh, and we saw them making plays last night, and we've seen them making plays uh, all season long. Yeah, they're going to make a few. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're raw rookies, so yeah, they're, they're going to make a, a mistake or two here or there, but um, they wouldn't be in there if they were consistently making mistakes. Um, and and, and, they, and they've earned their way in there, uh, not only uh, in games, but uh, in the pra- on the practice field. So, uh, hey, I'm, I'm liking the, the way this uh, the defense is looking right now, and, and the offense as well. And 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 you know uh, things uh, couldn't be much better. I mean, they could be a little bit better uh, heading into Calgary, but uh, as far as our health goes. But um, I'll take what uh, the way we're looking right now. Okay, and uh, you know, just picking up on you, you're right. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, CIS football. It's not a tenured service. It's uh, it's you. Whoever we think gives us the best chance to win, we get them out on the field, uh, whether it's the fifth-year player or a true freshman. And I fully agree with you there. Um, this is Halloween, and I set, uh, prior to recording, I set the over-under at 0.5 as to how many trick-or-treaters would be uh, ringing the bell before we finish recording. We seem to have dodged that bullet, but uh, they're going to be coming out here in droves uh, right away. So I think with that, uh, we'll, that'll be it for Outsider Radio, and we'll uh, thanks again for listening, and we'll uh, talk to you again next week after the playoff game.